the levels of distraction have just reached insane levels. The human brain is insane what it's capable of. But it has certain laws, certain things that you need to abide by. And one is when you have undivided attention to something, when you focus, when you concentrate, you are maximizing the powers of the human brain. So you take Albert Einstein, who certainly was, you know, we, we agree now he's on a genius level, but when he was 16, 17, nobody thought he was a genius. He was actually a poor student. He focused on this one theory, his theory of special relativity, for 10 years. That's all he thought about, thought experiments. People would see him walking, crossing bridges in Zurich, and he was like so absorbed, he wouldn't even know where he was. He was just focusing in every single day on this one problem. And look what it led to. And you look at anybody who's a genius who's successful at something, they have the ability to focus. And that was Steve Jobs' mantra. Sometimes he would close the door when he had a particular problem. Nobody could interrupt him. And for several days, he would just sit there and think and focus and take notes and be alone. And people have lost that ability. You need to be able to figure out a problem, to solve it, to be creative. You have to be alone. You have to close the door. You have to not look at your Instagram account. You know, you have to sit there and just computer or pen and paper, however your process is, and deal with it. And I compare it to like a drill that's going into a piece of wood. And the more you drill down, the closer you get to reality. But if every few seconds the phone's going off, you pull back, that drill just backs. It's not going anywhere because you're never digging deep enough into the problem. So what do you do? You have to first understand that you're not going to be successful in life. You're not going to get what you want if you become a slave of these technologies, a slave of these machines. You have to have a degree of control. Now, it's not easy, and I know the temptations. I'm not asking you to repress or never look at your accounts or never deal with social media. That's not possible, and it's not even necessarily good. But are you in control? You know, these people who, who run Facebook and Instagram, so they're incredibly clever. They know marketing like Einstein knew relativity, right? And they know all the gadgets and the tricks for getting your attention, making you addicted to checking out your feeds every day and to getting that like and getting people to, to respond. And so you're a slave, you're addicted. You have to understand that. You know, it's like a horse that you're on top of. If you don't know how to hold the reins, that horse will just go anywhere. You have to be the rider. You have to be in a degree of control. Now, the question is, how does one take back control and make these machines into your slaves instead of the other way around? Robert doesn't really give us specific answers in the interview, but I have a couple of strategies that I'd like to share with you. There's basically three things that you can do. Strategy number one is to fight fire with fire, basically by using apps to manipulate apps. I've been using an extension for many, many years now called Newsfeed Eradicator, and it completely eliminates the newsfeed from my Facebook page. This allows me to have the utility of Facebook, which is messaging others and being in groups without having to deal with the most addictive part of the platform, which is the newsfeed itself. There are apps like this for Instagram, Twitter, and even YouTube, most of which leave you with just the search bar, which forces you to manually type in what you're looking for instead of being suggested things that the algorithm knows you like. Strategy number two is to manipulate your physical environment. 
I found that working at home is near impossible because that's where I tend to relax. When I'm at home, there are hundreds of little triggers in the environment like the color of the wall, the smell of the room, and even the lighting, all of which trigger my habits for surfing the web, playing games, and watching Netflix because that's what I usually do at home. So when I'm working at home, I have to constantly deal with these urges. So what I've done instead is manipulate my physical environment by going outside and working in random cafes. That way, there are no pre-existing triggers in the area distracting me while I'm trying to work. I take this even further by never getting the Wi-Fi for my laptop, so there's literally nothing I can do on it other than work. And finally, strategy number three, you can start taking back control from the mechanical algorithm overlords by training yourself like a dog while you work. Now, this isn't the best strategy because, like Robert Greene said, some of the best work is done when you're able to focus for extremely long periods of time. But let's be real, most of us are struggling with focusing for just 15 minutes, let alone 5 hours at a time, so I think it's a relatively good idea to start by training yourself to be able to work in 10, 20, and eventually 30 minute focused intervals. And a great way to do this is to work for a bit and then purposely reward yourself for a short period of time, sort of like how you would give a dog a treat after he does a trick. I do this all the time, I'll write or edit a script for 20 minutes and then I'll take a short little break and play a round of a card game that I like on my phone and then I'll go back to work. This way you essentially train yourself to expect the reward for your hard work which actually makes you want to work more. It's important to note that the key here is to be disciplined when it comes to the reward. If your plan is to watch a short YouTube video after 30 minutes of work, you have to stick to the plan. You have to be disciplined and stop after that one video so that you can get back to work and repeat the process again. The advice from strategy number one can help with this. You'll be less likely to be sucked into a YouTube binge if your recommendations are all turned off. If you'd like to watch the entire Robert Greene interview where he discusses more about addiction, relationships, and his life, just click on the link in the description box below. This episode was brought to you with the help of the guys over at Skillshare. Skillshare offers classes on just about anything you can think of, ranging from classes on creative writing all the way to classes on how to take care of your garden plants. Make 2021 a year where you can explore new skills and deepen your existing passions with Skillshare's online classes. One of the best classes I've taken is a creative nonfiction class hosted by Suzanne Orlean, who is a staff writer at The New Yorker. I wanted to improve my writing skills so that I can create better content, and I definitely recommend you to check this class out. Click on the link in the description box below to get a free trial of Skillshare's premium membership to start exploring skills that are outside of your comfort zone. After that, it's only around $10 a month, which is incredibly affordable compared to what you would have to pay to learn these skills in an in-person class. Besides that, guys, stay tuned.